Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Girl Talking Mas. I am here with my girl, Anali. Hey y'all. Hey you guys, we are bringing you a very special and sensitive episode today on Girl Talking Mas. We periodically share true crime type of scenarios on our podcast, but we wanted to do a little bit more um, than just like talking about a story or talking about an incident that's happened, we reached out, we, we took it upon ourselves to re- reach out to people that have actually gone through experiences or, or have suffered in some type of way to help them tell their story when they're ready to. And this is one of those instances that we have been um, able to do, thankfully, through our friend, Jamie Collins, who has been on our podcast before. Jamie, welcome back. Girl talking must. Thank you. Excited to be here. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Jamie, you guys might remember Jamie. She shared her cousin's story with Jesse uh, back a, a while back. And Jamie has like started this new turn on, on life where she's like helping people share their stories now. And I love it when you came back and told me that you have connected with with Abby and and you have helped her tell her story. And um, it, you know, the the. I feel like the true story always, you know, it's it's about the victim and and what they went through. And that's what we want to to talk about because they're the important person in this. You know, not the abusers or the people who committed the crime, but the most important person in this is is the victim. So Jamie Collins and a- Abby Alvarado, welcome to Girl Talking Mouse Podcast. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. So you both came together to write your book, I Am Abigail, which Abby, this tells your story, which your story goes back from and from when you were a little girl of just physical abuse, mental abuse, and 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 the sexual abuse that you suffered at the hands of of family members, which is just the worst, the worst. Um, but um, Jamie, I just want you to kind of tell us like what, how did how did you guys come together, and what made you guys want to bring this story out, and how how did that happen for you two to do this? Well, together? it's kind of a a three-prong answer, I guess. Some would call Uh it God, some would call it fate, some would call it luck. Um, Just kind of depends how you look at it. But Mm -hmm. I live in Indiana and Abby lives in Texas. Um, Total strangers, did not know one another at all. Didn't even have a friend in common per se. Um, With my cousin's story, I ended up being on 48 hours for that. Mm -hmm. A stranger in Ohio saw that episode and he knew Abby and her husband, Rudy. Um, and thought that it could be a match when he read Jesse's story and kind of the writing style and the nature of the trauma, he felt that it would be a good match. And so mm-hmm. basically just met them over the phone. Um, I talked to Rudy, her husband first, and we just clicked right away. It was like fast friends where you just vibe so well. Yes. Um, and then spoke with Abby. And the first time I ever talked to her, I just thought she was definitely shy, but the most kind, genuine, like sincere nice person that you could ever meet. Um, 
And so, well, Abby, you have an amazing, I was gonna say, she has an amazing smile. Like, I'm looking at her right now, and I'm <laughs> yeah, like, like, so drawn in. You're so, like, you're so breathtaking in that way. Yeah, like, your vibe, amazing. honestly, like, I didn't, um, I wouldn't know, like, you know, how you meet people and you don't really know their story until you know their story. And, like, that's kind of the vibe I get from you. Like, you, your, your auras and your vibes mm -hmm. are really, like, good yeah. vibes. And so, it's, you know, I understand the clicking happening, happened. you know, that how you clicked with her because she's she seems amazing. Mm -hmm. That's funny that y'all are saying that because everybody who I talk to and tell them a little about a little bit about myself, they always say, oh, my God, you don't even look like you went through any of that. So wow. it, it ju I just I wake up every day with the smile on my face. I don't let my past get in my way. Mm hmm. That's that's amazing. That's and, and that just proves your strength that you have that, you know, for, for everything that you went through, your strength persevered like everything. Well, yes. And for me, it, it's been the coolest thing watching her. Because like I said, when we first met, she was very <laughs> shy and introverted, which I could relate to as a kid. Right. I was extremely introverted. But it's like she's come out of her shell completely. Mm -hmm. And she's like just like a blooming field of flowers now. It's just like the sun is shining <laughs> yes. when you look at her. And I love it. Yes, I love that. And I think what even, you know, when you came to me about, about Abby's story, what even hit, hit close to me even more is that she's from our San Antonio community. And I was like, I absolutely want to tell her, help her tell her story and help share and get her book out there because it's, it, it means even more that not only she's like part of like my Latina community, but she's part of my San Antonio community. And so we're here to support you, Abby, anything you need, like Annalise in Austin and I'm in San Antonio. So so we are definitely here for you. With coming together to write the book, how did that start, Jamie? Like, did you, was it an idea that Abby kind of had and that you just helped her with? Or was it something that you went to her with like, hey, do you want to write a book? No, it's the book really was what brought us together. Because it was, mm -hmm. like I said, we were introduced by a stranger. And then I talked mm -hmm. to her husband, Rudy, and he had been encouraging her to write her story. <laughs> He's just like, you have one heck of a story. You could help so yes. many people. And I think she wanted to, but it just, it's like from the time the idea first comes to you, I think sometimes it takes some time to kind of grow and for you to get comfortable with it and for you mm -hmm. to be a yes, where maybe you were a red light or a yellow light. Even, you right. Know? It's a process. Um, it's definitely So a by process. the time we spoke, she seemed open to it and I was open to it, but I didn't know honestly if I would ever write another book or if I did, it would have to be for the right person and the right kind of story. And it's like, we just clicked in such a way that it was like, I can't not write this story. If she wants me to write it, like I'm here for it. Like I'm writing it. So mm -hmm. it just kind of evolved naturally, I think. And I don't know what she would say, but for me, that's how it felt. How did it feel for you, Abby? It felt the same way. It was natural. I, it, it was hard for me to talk here and there. And um, sometimes I couldn't even talk. I would have to message her like, questions that she was asking me because it was just so hard and but now it's like it's still hard for me to talk about everything but at mm -hmm. the same time it's much easier to talk about everything now that mm -hmm. we had this process of writing the book and mm -hmm. um it's almost like a therapeutic to, part of this part of it you know yes like I and everybody tells me, you need therapy, you need therapy. And no, I already had my therapy because mm -hmm. Jamie was like my therapist. I That's the way I feel. But yeah, she's helped me a lot. Yeah, she's amazing. 
Well, Abby, we want to thank you, you know, for joining us and to share your story. And honestly, we can't imagine how hard it was for you and how hard it continues to be, you know, to talk about what you went through and the neglect that you ultimately like had that started so young and that the true abuse happened with family members, you know, that you trusted at one point. And I guess for me, like I'm, I'm currently pregnant, I'm 22 weeks. And so I, I you know, I think a lot about, mm-hmm. um, you know, like not messing it up. And, and I, um, I don't know, I just, I just think a lot more about it now than I did before I was pregnant about um, just, you know, who I want around my, my children too. Sure. And yeah. I, I don't know, I just, I just think so much about it. And what I find, what I found the most I guess, hurt, hurtful toward to me and disturbing was how CPS, like, you know, failed to protect you multiple times. And like you, you know, you went, you reached out for help. And so can you share with us like how and when you decided to take legal action and then ultimately you found the strength, you know, to tell your story? It took me like, I want to say like two decades or a decade for me to finally actually like get out of my situation. Mm -hmm. And the only reason how I was able to get out was my husband. He helped me survive. He helped me escape. And he's been there with me ever since day one. Um, It was just hard to tell anybody because I told my stepmom was the first one I told she didn't believe me then um my best friend that I had in Houston I told her and she told her mom but I don't know how my step parents found out that CPS was getting involved and then we moved and ever since then like we would move from place to place and CPS just was never around. So I stopped believing that there was going to be help. I just gave up. And eventually when I met my husband, I saw light. Something told me inside me, he's going to be the man that's going to help you out of your situation. You just got to believe you got to believe in him and you got to believe in in the light and and it was hard for me it took me I believe it took me about a year for me to actually believe that he was going to help me out and trust it Mm -hmm. trust trust (laughs) the situation and when I finally did I called him up and I was like hey you need to come pick me and the kids up because I'm done and he's like well I'm at work let me call my mom so his mom actually was involved in helping me get me and my kids get out of the situation and ever since then it's hard for me to trust anyone still absolutely I work for Envirmasters and um I clean toilets you know sanitize them and I have to be in the men's room and they come in and I'm like freaking out shaking I'm like you can't be in here get out and they're mm-hmm. like, well, I just want to wash my hands. Nope, get out. And mm-hmm. if they don't get out, I immediately get out. And I'm like shaking. And I, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's terrifying to trust sure. anybody still. It's hard. But I'm excited and happy to tell 
everybody my story to help them out in any situation. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to trust the process. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we wanted to kind of highlight was like, you know, that you, that you have been able to get to that light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like your husband was like this angel sent to you, you know, that, you know, helped you out and then look at now connected you with some, with Jamie and in this way, you know, to help you, to help you tell your story. But the, the abuse was like an everyday thing. Like you had your children. I mean, did you have to like cope I felt like, because I felt like you, it, when I was reading your book, it just felt like you had to lie and pretend to cover up what was happening because at this point you're having children and you have, you know, you're not going to leave your kids. And, you know, and I think that was like your, a big part of what kind of made you kind of go through this. It helped me survive. Life. Yeah. It helped mm-hmm. me survive. Yeah. is my kids, because if, if he was able to do it to me with no problems, we had two daughters together and a son. So if he was able to do it to me, why would I assume that he's not going to do it to them? Yeah. So that just made me go into survive mode after I had my firstborn, and mm-hmm. um, survival was a key to me to being there for these kids. So you were like in survival mode at that point. Were you ever thinking about leaving? Were you ever, did it ever cross your mind? Like, this is maybe how I could do it like this. Maybe I can, maybe this, maybe that. Like, were you trying to plan something at some point? I was always, I was always trying to plan something at some point. It just never worked out the way I wanted it to. Never. And I would get frustrated and I would, Mm -hmm. I would get mad at God. Yeah. I would get mad at him and be like, why are you making me go through this? But. In my eyes, everything happens for a reason. Maybe, you know, I went through this to help everyone out in the world and tell my story and mm-hmm. let them know that, you know, there is help. And what are those instances that you think you could share, like with somebody who might be in some type of abusive situation right now that might be listening right now that are like coping? like you did, like you had to cope because of, you know, the kids and, and the situation and, and, and everything like that. And, you know, reaching out and no, no one ever believing you or not helping you. What things can you, can you share that got you just through, like, even if it was like something small that just got you through to like the next day, even something small that got me to the next day, um, drawing, dancing, singing, Doing the things that still um, now, make you happy, doing the things that yes, you still love. Doing things, yes, doing things that. that make you happy. Um, right now, for me, coping right mm-hmm. now because this, it, it's talking about it multiple times. Um, it it's getting me in my low, but now now that um, I have diamond paintings. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been doing diamond paintings. So that will help me cope with everything now. And it puts my mind at ease. And I I talk to myself sometimes. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you're okay. You know, sure. that was in the past. Um, you're better now. You We're happy. We have a roof over our head. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, we have a job. And I just tell myself, um, you know, you're okay. You're, you're okay. And 
just doing little things like that, singing, dancing are my main things that how I cope. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I mean, that haven't been through a trauma like Abby has don't realize that healing is a process. It's not a destination. Like she's never right. just arriving there. Like never. great yeah. point, but every day she's unpacking it and working hard and trying to, trying to live a better, more positive life. And I love when she said that she hears her own voice in her head because it mm -hmm. used to be their voice in her head. So I love that she's yeah. able to kind of replace that now. Yes. That's, that's a, like, that's like, like you said, it's an ongoing process, but that's such a huge thing like that. I love that you found things that, you know, even in those horrible, like the horrible situation you were in, like you said, you would draw, you would dance, you would listen to the music, you know, whatever it was that you could do to just keep you from not giving up or not falling apart and giving in, you know, has ultimately led you here to where you're Yes. free and you're happy and you're with your family you know which which makes us so happy to hear that you are you know living a, a, a much better life now Thank and you. like I don't know I don't know if this is like a like it's okay if like you don't want to like how like has your like faith and like spirituality like evolved or changed like I know like like I like you said that you thought you know like God was like like mad at you or something and like like how did that evolve or how did that change or affect you I had thought God was mad at me and he had a purpose. And now I, I pray, you know, when I'm scared, I pray when my kids are scared, I pray. Um, I just, I don't, I don't go to church every day. I rare, we rarely go to church, but I still pray. I still believe in, you know, God. And I believe that he has a purpose for everybody. And, I believe this was my purpose to to be here right now, speaking the truth and you know, letting everybody know and helping the community and whoever needs help. Well, and I, I think, think it's really it's kind of interesting and inspiring to me that her religion has allowed her to forgive them like she forgives them. That's what I when religion. I read that. That's the, huge. When I That's read that huge. in the book, that was like I was like, wow you don't have to read the book exactly but there's a there's this part in the book where you um and you can say this in your own words Abby like where you were like I'm not forgiving you for you I'm doing it for me yeah and that's exactly what I what I said I you know I sat down and I told I told them in a in a spiritual way I talked to them personally and I sat there and I was like okay I'm going to forgive you but it's not going to be for you. It's going to be for me because the forgiveness is for me to heal and to close everything that you have done to me. Mm -hmm. I, that's my closure was to forgive them and move forward and, you know, keep them behind me. Because if I, if I see a little bit in front of me, mm -hmm. then I, start hearing them oh you're not good for nothing you're mm -hmm. you're you're a, a slut and a hoe and you know so I just okay I'm not I'm not those things and I push them back I gotta push them behind me because then I'll get back to my low and mm -hmm. I don't want to be at my low because I gotta be at my highest point to be here for my family mm -hmm. For sure. So forgiving them was not for them. 
it was all for me to heal and have closure. Yes. And I love that. And like, so like how, how has like, you kind of spoke a little bit about it, like how, how it's been like moving on and moving forward, but how did the process, when or when did you feel that the process really started of moving forward for you? Like when, when did you yourself start feeling like, okay, like it's, this is happening. And also have you had any contact with your mother and like biological father or siblings like in that moving forward? So my process started moving forward when they got sentenced and like you knew they were not going to be able to be close to you anymore. Like they weren't going to get to you. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But at, at the same time, I still felt that they had some control over me, but I didn't let it get in the way. But that's when my, my moving forward closures um, started when, when they got sentenced and um, I did meet my, my biological mom. Um, She was there with me when um, they got sentenced. She was with me. Um, we have a, we have a rough patch right now, mm-hmm. but I want to get back to us being, you know, closer again. My sister, we talk here and there. My brother, we don't talk at all because we got in a huge argument. So we don't talk at all. Mm-hmm. And I knew my dad for a year and a half but he eventually passed away mm-hmm. so, so you got to meet your that, biological dad because you never knew him from the book I understand yeah. that your mom never told you who your dad was so how old mm-hmm. were you when you finally got to meet your dad I was oh my god that was mm-hmm. not even that long ago because he passed away in 2018 oh wow yeah so I got to know him for a year and a half I met him on um I met him on his birthday, actually, and yes. just knowing him was the best thing because I've always wanted to know my biological dad, and sure. that to for God to give me that to mm-hmm. at least meet him and have memories, good memories with him, was amazing. And I and I'm I I'm very sad that God took him, but. Mm-hmm. It was his time and yeah, but at least you got to meet him and have, have memories, create that, you know, those memories with him. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. One of my questions was when you were, when this was all happening, your mother was not in contact with you at all? No, she wasn't. So she did, did she not know where you were or was she just not allowed to talk to you? I believe she wasn't allowed to talk to us. Okay. So she had no idea these things were happening to you while they were happening to you? No, she didn't. And how was that for her when she did realize what happened to you? When I finally told her everything that happened, she wanted to go and find, because my stepdad was her half-brother. So Mm -hmm. she wanted to go and find him and kill him. But I was Mm -hmm. like, that's, why? No, no why you would go to jail for life there's Mm -hmm. no his time will come because at this time he was still on the run Mm. 
And I said, his time will come. And it did. Eventually it came and he ended up in prison. Good, good. They're, yeah, they are definitely right where they belong. Jamie, exactly. tell us about right on the book and when it comes out and and how how people can get that the beautiful way you guys came together and wrote this story I just can't (laughs) tell you like the book is amazing it really really is like I I've read it you know a few times over um you know just because I wanted to really know your story Abby before I talked to you and it's really beautifully done just I mean the poems and and just the part of getting to know you and then you know your present day and seeing how happy you get to be with your kids and your husband and and you know, the things that you get to do and the kids you work with now and you get that you get to help people. And like I said, like, I don't know, I mean, you're just like, there's a beaming energy. Uh, you're so beautiful. I'm just so there happy that I, I'm so happy. This is, this is you, you know, because you, you don't look like anything happened. I mean, thank God, you know, but you don't, you look like you, I mean, you are such a true survivor. I have my moments. I have mm-hmm. my moments when I wake up and I don't want to get out of bed. And, you know, I tell myself, no, Abby, you need to get up. You need to get up and you need to go and do your hard, your work and get up. And I'm like, I'm dragging, just dragging. I get to my first stop and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to work. But I push through. I push through every day. It's hard. It's sometimes it's hard. And I'll call my husband. I'm like, I'm having a day, babe. I'm having a day and I'm like crying to him. And he's like, why are you crying? I go, I don't know. I'm just crying Mm because I'm having a day. You know, it just comes to me like right now. I don't know why, like I'm tearing up and wanting Mm -hmm. to cry, but it just happens. And I just push through. I'm like, okay, you got this, you know, got to push through. and, And I'm just glad that I'm here able to talk about it and let it out because it's, it's healing. It's helping me heal. Definitely. It's all therapeutic. And that's why I said that we appreciate you sharing that emotion with us. Yeah. And I think it's something that the readers of her book will definitely notice and connect is Mm -hmm. how deep we went with this. This is not a skate across the surface of a story like this. Not at all. This is like fly on the wall. Like you're right there with her seeing, feeling, Mm -hmm. thinking like she thinks. Um, and I'm just so proud to be the one who told this story because I think this is exactly the way it was always meant to be. It's exactly mm-hmm. how we did it. Yeah. Um, but it'll be out on September 5th, um, which is on a Tuesday. It'll be out on Amazon and likely other Amazing. online retailers will pick it up as well, but it'll mm-hmm. be available in Kindle, paperback, hardback. Um, and we really hope people will just go read the description at least and see if they think it sounds like a story that they would like to read. Um, but we did do it to help other people with that said, the true crimers are going to go crazy over this one, I think. And it's just yes. a really interesting, dark, but beautiful story all at the same time. Yeah. And like the most beautiful part is that it's, it's Abby's take. It's, it's her story from her view where, you know, and, and I think that's the most important part. We'll be pushing this book for you, Abby, when it comes yeah. out and sharing it on our social media and all our pages and everything and making sure everybody that we are in contact with know that you have a story to share and because I, th- I think your your strength speaks volumes and there are definitely people out there that you are helping and are going to help and that's just the that's the beautiful part of this thank you 
Thank well, and you I think so especially much. anytime a survivor steps forward with a story that is as dark as hers is, it's just like, if she can come out of that, mm-hmm. you can come out of whatever you're into. You're and I think that's through. what I really love about sharing these types of stories is just the, I guess, how inspiring they are and how they just really do have the power to change the world when someone chooses to step forward and speak, even though it's hard. And even if their voice shakes and even if they aren't sure, you know, that they do it and it's, there's so much power and strength in that. Yeah. Well, and it speaks volumes to you, Jamie, that, you know, you have that, that passion of helping others. It's not about just telling a story, but like you, you've, you know, you did this, you know, obviously with your cousin, but you know, to, to connect with, with Abby and, and be able to help her tell this, tell this story in, in the way that you guys did. It's, it's, it truly is a beautiful, a beautiful thing. I'm so glad you guys came together to do this. Yeah, I think it was meant yeah. to be. And every bit as much as I've helped her, she's helped me. That's what's so beautiful about these kind of stories is they really, they go both ways. Like I get just as much yeah. personally out of this as she does. And mm-hmm. I always tell people there's not a thing in the world I couldn't pick up the phone and call and tell Abby, not a single thing. No, we're, we're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Abby, yes. I'm just, I'm just so happy for you because I'm thankful that your that your husband, your, your, I feel like I'm going to, I'm just going to call him your angel. Like, I feel like he just came down and just like, right. It was, it was at the right time. And he didn't, you know, I was reading the part of the book where he kind of already was thinking like something's not right. You know, like when he yeah. met her, you know, he was like, something's not right that, you know, whose kids are these, you know, like, like what's going on? Like, you know, that I'm just so glad that he, that he stuck with it. Cause I guess, you know, there was a lot, you know, I mean, obviously you push people away. So there are plenty of times like in the book, it says, you know, you would disappear and he wouldn't hear from you for months and things like that. I'm just so grateful that you had somebody stick with you. And that was, you know, that was God sending somebody that this is going to be the yes. way out. Like, this is how, yes. we're gonna, this is how it's going to happen. And now you, you, so now you have all your children, you, live, you guys are married and how many kids do you guys have? <laughs> we are, <laughs> we're a blended family. So mm-hmm. we have six kids all together. Oh, wow. Three are, three are mine. And then he has two from his previous. And then we have one together. So we're, we're a big family, but we, we hold it down. We hold it down. I know. It's hard. Power to you. Yeah, I bet. I'm I'm freaking out about having one. (laughs) We hold it down. I don't know. I always laugh. Rudy would tell me stories about them taking the kids out to eat or whatever and how they're ordering the bean and cheese and like he would order it all fast and crazy for the six (laughs) kids. And I'm like, this is crazy. And he's like, everybody gets a kick out of it when we go out. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's so funny. Well, if you guys are ever going to do any kind of book signing or if any type of event that you guys come through Texas or especially San Antonio, Austin area, even if you're in Houston, whatever, let me know. I will be there with you guys. I can help you promote anything. I would love to host an event for you. If it's something you want to do, Abby, if you ever feel like being a part of something, you know, we're always having events, celebrating our culture and everything like that. So if you ever want to be a part of something and tell your story or, or do anything like that, reach out to me, let us know. We also have a Facebook page. I am Abigail book. We will definitely make sure to tag you on that. So that's where everybody can go and follow and follow and know more about when the book is released and where to find it. And if 
if there's any special appearances with you with you guys that they could learn about yes there's a lot, lot of sneak peeks yeah, Yay! Okay, and good. Picks, and we share stuff along the way. So we try to keep it interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we'll definitely be sharing. But I love the, the book is like I said, the book is just really, really, really amazing. I, I'm definitely going to get myself um a hard copy of it when it comes out. Just thank you for having us on and hearing my story. It means a lot to me. You being here with us and sharing that emotion, it, it we don't take it for granted. It means it means a lot to us, and we're just happy we were here with you to sh to share your story with our audience. Like I said, we did these true crime episodes from a from a different view of trying to help the person that went through everything. So yes, for sure, yeah, we appreciate you, ladies, so much, and it's been fun being with with you today. I knew it would be because I'd been here before, but I was <laughs> yes. really looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah we're a good time we really really appreciate it so thank you guys for listening to this episode of girl talking Mas. definitely go and follow abby's facebook page at i am abigail book on facebook thank you guys again for joining us thank y'all so much thank you thank, thank you, you.